Hello, hello, hello. I know it's been too long. It's been eight months since I've last recorded a podcast. And people might have been wondering what has gone on in my life. Maybe not because, you know, my life is pretty irrelevant compared to most people since my page only is like, I don't know, my main page is about 500, 600 followers and my actual second one is like 100. So I don't think many people are interested. That's beside the point. Um, What has happened recently? So eight months ago was like last recording by I last recorded a podcast so yeah a lot happened then I moved to London I competed in three men's physique shows and ever since then yeah just kind of just setting small targets and just taking it day by day um obviously I'm saving right now I'm hoping to travel by the end of this year so yeah um obviously I'm trying to like save every bit I can and I'm looking in of ways to kind of get more money maybe do like a side hustle get a second job there's kind of like different ways of um going about it i guess but that's besides the point um i just i've not i haven't spoken a podcast in a while so i haven't a breeze where to kick off what to talk about um i just try to get kind of the nerves the first kind of minute out of the way you know just for our own sake um just so i'm not like stutting over every word or I get lost in what I'm talking about. I know recently all I kind of do is talk about books these days, but I am also thinking, I don't know, maybe doing some like, I don't know, content on my second page, but I'm not really too sure what to do. Or maybe I just make it all to one page. Who really knows? Um, but yeah, I think right now, what will I talk about? Kind of, I could talk about myself, but it's kind of like very narcissistic and selfish. And I don't really think many, well, maybe 1% of people care. Um, yeah, like, I don't really have too much to really brag about at the moment. I'm just doing loads of rock climbing, a bit of boxing. Um, I'm kind of put the pause, I put a pause on competing in men's league again, just because I just, yeah, I just, I, I kind of want to do other things. Like, I wanted to play football. I wanted, like, I wanted to just do a lot of things. I just feel like just trying to commit more pure and solely to the gym just wasn't for me kind of thing. And I just want to do different things, which, you know, at the end of the day, I don't really feel too bad about it. Um, Obviously, the potential was there to be better, but I think it just would have taken about three or four years for me to actually, like, compete at a top, top level. And, yeah, it's maybe even longer than three or four years, probably maybe six or seven, eight, or who knows, maybe I never get there at all. But, um, yeah, I just, I just, I don't know, I'm enjoying what I'm kind of doing at the moment. I don't really have any set goals because usually I have this kind of mentality since I was a kid I just need to be the best at everything I need to win need to like get some sort of like achievement but it's nice at the moment just to kind of have like that unwanted pressure on myself you know I could just leisurely just enjoy what I do without having to worry about what I'm eating what I'm you know what, how I'm performing and obviously like I want to perform the best but I'm not going to like sulk about it or let ruin my kind of like week if I do really bad or like that but yeah, um, obviously I also probably put up content on just general life hacks, not, not life hacks, maybe books and, you know, what I got, got like gained, the value I gained from reading the, the books I've read, um, kind of the value I get from training, the value from the foods I've been eating, kind of, I don't, yeah, I don't really know what kind of direction, because when I first started off my other page, I wanted to provide value with kind of like 
not really personal, like not really self-help, but more like personal kind of growth and development, like why you should be the the 1%, why you should be this kind of like go-getter, you know, kind of attitude. But um, yeah, I just, I don't, I don't really know. I think it's the page kind of lost its identity then because I kind of just, I just want to be, I didn't, I want to be kind of unique and organic. I didn't want to be recycling old content every week and then you know that's keep people interested and that's kind of hard just to keep you know keep just relying on me coming up with kind of different kind of philosophies and to kind of plagiarizing other different people's words and that so but yeah i kind of just stuck to putting up training vids and like the odd book review and i'm kind of reading a book at the moment called the ape that will just done the universe about halfway through it and yeah i didn't want to be like putting up book reviews like every you know two or three weeks because I actually want to you know just digest what the book has to say um not like I do still love reading I still read every day still read every morning and I forgot to sleep um but yeah I am generally yeah I, I might like even just I could even talk about what I've learned so far from half this book that I've read or I could do it when I read the whole thing um because I actually find evolutionary evolutionary psychology a very interesting topic um i don't know why i think i heard in a podcast before on like why the human why humans behave like why are men kind of just naturally more bigger and like a lot more muscular and elastic than women are women are kind of more like you know um generally women are a lot like smaller and more petite than men and it's just like different roles in kind of like the the caveman era where men would be generally more athletic to kind of you know protect their families while they're while the while the mother would be protecting their young, and like men would go out and you know kill and hunt and you know provide for the family while the mother would be there kind of taking care of the family like raising and nurturing their children. That's just a bit like it's just kind of interesting how we've evolved into that kind of kind of aspect and that's kind of like generally the consensus of this book um like i'd if you asked me what i recommend it so far yes 100 percent. i would actually i mean it's kind of like one of them i think if you're trying to like if you want to really kind of get a grasp of your understanding of the world yes i would recommend the book but obviously if you're trying to be a better person be a better you then probably not like each book is its own purpose you know what i mean you read one book to get value from another you read one book because you enjoy a story everyone reads around different reason that's if you do read books but yeah um kind of just basically as a general chit that chit chat this is um i put up a post a while ago saying that um i wanted to have guests on a podcast but i have really caught i've been a bit i don't like i know I kind of find with a podcast, like, am I really getting any value from this? Like, I'm kind of finding myself talking to myself. And I, again, like, what I put on my page is, like, not this, like, I kind of just feel like I'm recycling just content. So, I don't know. I guess the worst thing about doing a podcast is just trying to start, like, just beginning and just saying the first few words. Because, like, I don't, I, I, I'm very bad for not having a script or having to write down notes. Like, I just, like, wing it as I go. I just kind of just talk and talk and talk and say what comes into my head but um no it's yeah i i, I should probably improve that that should be one of my goals for 2023 
I have plenty of other goals. Like, um, weirdly, I'm really into chess. I'll like for a few months now. I'm like playing a lot of chess. Um, probably not the coolest thing to be talking about, but um, alas, I I have my own little unique quirks per se. Um, but no chess, really chess. Um, love to play games with people, but like I, everyone that I know is like really good at chess. So, well, you know, you can only you can only get better by losing to um learning and from your mistakes but yeah um basically i'm just flicking through my book here and just kind of having what i have highlighted down and yeah it turns out that male nipples are a byproduct of the anatomy process that gives rise to males and females in the first place which i found kind of funny i guess at least you know there's a use for kind of male nipples I don't even know why I even read that out it's kind of just the first quote I saw when I highlighted it but um, here's another uh, quote I learned from evolutionary psychology which is actually very interesting so men and women prefer mates who are intelligent or funny in our ancestral past these preferences may have created a selection pressure for greater intelligence and a better sense of humour in exactly the same way that the peahens mates preferences create a selection pressure for larger glitzier tails so that's generally why when you are at a social occasion or if you're at a bar same thing social occasion bar if you're in a park talking to someone you're more than likely to keep people interested if you're a lot more if you're a lot more outgoing and confident it kind of it just relates back to our ancestral past that we as humans were like our best traits is when we're you know happy because we don't we're happy and outgoing because if we if we're, sh- if we're shown that we're intelligent and funny people are going to have more interest in us we're going to be, provide them more value to their life than rather they're going to feel more safe and they're going to feel a lot more like relaxed around your environment rather than if you're someone who's aggressive and like slide them off like you threaten and hurt that person and that's going to more than likely kind of, you know, have that kind of aversion kind of where they aver away, averse away from the problem or averse away from the from the situation because in their body, they're thinking they're in danger of, you know, around someone that's like very, very aggressive towards them. So yeah, that's, that's like another, another weird kind of take in evolutionary psychology where you kind of like don't really think about it till like someone actually said to you, like, oh yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense. But, um, yeah, like I'm just scrolling through this book, and it's just so interesting. Like the amount of like detail he goes on about Charles Dar- or Charles Darwin and his way of kind of like the gene pool and like what he discovered, and that was only like in the eighteen eighties. Like, like for example, um, a peacock's tail and a deer's antlers don't promote the owner's survival, but they have to evolutionary function. Like their function is to boost their own owner's reproductive success. So natural selection isn't all about the survival of the fittest. It's about the reproduction of the fittest. So yeah, that is our two like main purposes in the world per se. Um surviving and reproducing. And obviously we want when we produce reproduce, we want to have the best offspring that can survive, that, that can be the strongest, that can be the most, you know, they can be they can handle they can, they're capable able to take care of themselves and that's the reason for that is so they can have offspring that can evolve and be better and 
capable and being stronger and more loving and can pr- protect the family and survive. So it, you kind of see where the where the ball's rolling with this. Like you can see that obviously we want to, and that kind of links into why men are attracted to the best looking women, and and like the, you know, and that's why women are tr- more attracted to the best looking men, or you know, obviously it depends kind of what you're into. But from an evolutionary perspective, that's what we seek out. Like even you know, homosexual people would more than likely look for the best looking person in their field. What like what they see when they're looking out for a partner, like when they look for the best person that they know that that person is probably the best for gene pool, if that makes any sense. Um I know I'm kind of thrown off a bit of a tangent there, but it kind of you can see like kind of one step leads to another where obviously if you meet someone more talented than funny, they're more likely to be perceived as attractive because they're going to be safe and they're going to make us feel safe. And if you like reproduce with someone that's going to make you feel, you know, reproduce someone that's safe, your offspring are going to be more likely to keep, be kept safe and then your offspring will survive a lot longer and keep their family safe. And, you know, it goes on and on and on and on and on. But yeah, that is one point um, about this book that I read that really resonated with me. Um, obviously listened to a few podcasts on it Adam Lane Smith um, did two podcasts on it with Chris Williamson in the Modern Wisdom podcast I actually found that very interesting they're about an hour and a half long as well Um, yeah it's funny like I I think when I finish this book I'll do a proper review on it Um, because usually when I read books I know the last podcast was on a book like why I read and all that but I need to like write down notes and what I like, what I learned out of this book. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I've been guilty times where I was like blitz through books and maybe taking like five or six things out of it. But like this book is actually very interesting, not from like a self development process, but like more of a process of, um, kind of just learning why human behavior is, why people have a more like it's a bit like studying like body language people are like a lot more you know shoulders back head up confident they know that they're confident and people will strive to that because they look like the you know quote unquote alpha of the pack a bit like with monkeys when um like what is a what is a monkey what does an ape do when he wants to prove he's the alpha of the pack like basically he beats the shit out of the current alpha and like I don't know Power bangs the other the, the female ape while the herd watches. You know what I mean? That that's kind of like how you show. That's how like in the ape world per se. That that's how they're. That's how you show you're the alpha male. So if you're like perceived to be confident with your shoulders back, you know head up, people are gonna see you as the alpha. People are gonna see you as the most feared. Not feared, but people are gonna see you as the most confident, the most the one to rely on, the one that people depend on. So. Yeah, um, I don't know how long I've been talking there, but I probably just talked shite for the last five minutes, which is fine. I mean, I, I'm kind of, I kind of do it anyway. But um, yeah, like this, like it's what's another thing here now? So, for example, um, like we we grew up, we grew like we we lived 
on a paleo diet as cavemen, like or whatever, like our ancestors, like years and years and years and years ago, we lived on, we lived on like, you know, killing animals, um, fruit, veg that were like this homegrown kind of you know grains, and it says here. Um, the explanation, of course, is that like our food today, cheesecake is a super normal stimulus, an artificial concoction that presses our evolution buttons more, more strongly than any natural substance, and therefore packs more of a punch, which obviously makes sense. That's why we're so addicted to sweets, like sugars, so addictive, like obviously not natural sugars, like you know added sugars and refined sugars, you know sugars that come come from fruit and veg and all that, but um. That's why we're so addicted to like fast food and that because we didn't have that kind of cumbersome flavor back then. Like we had to live off very like, you know, very bland and plain food. Like all we did, we only ate just to survive and just see through the day. We Like we ate to survive and feed our families and the cycle just went over again. We only ate for our own survival. And now most people these days just eat because it's so easy to eat and it's the food tastes like amazing so it's like you're obviously more likely to gravitate towards that but back then we didn't eat for the pleasure or taste we just ate to just get by with our day which i'm gonna assume so anyway from reading this book like i don't think the book would lie to me but um yeah like it's kind of i know I'll kind of kind of repeat myself but it's so interesting like back then all we could really have back in the day was water or milk like obviously from cows or coconut milk or all that but like obviously now we have all these like kind of fizzy drinks and we have alcohol and we have like any we have any kind of option there like it's the world's basically our oyster when it comes to food choices and beverage choices but it kind of does make sense why we find these things so stimulating when we have them especially if we don't have them any often if we don't have them often um like, for example, if you're, like, starved for however long and then you eat something for a while, like, your body's going to get such a kick from it. It's going to, like, it's, it's going to taste like the nicest thing you ever had. It's a bit like um, when I was on competition prep and, like, my food, my, my taste for food just enhanced, like, so much. Like, like if I was allowed a bowl of porridge, if I could even eat a bowl of porridge, it would taste, like, a fine, like, it was, it was a 10 out of 10, unbelievable. But if I have a bowl of porridge now, like, my usual toppings on it. it's about maybe a seven out of ten still really nice but when i when i was like on competition rep my spare eating i was like so starved and like anything i ate i was just it, it was so nice like it just that that flavor just enhanced it was like after i finished my shows i had um a five guys and it was like it was amazing but like right now because i'm actually eating not relatively normal again I'm not like I'm not too hungry and I'm not really craving I don't have that craving but if I did eat one I just feel more guilty and I'd feel like ugh, like I you know my, my body's bad enough in a way where I can survive and function I'm not like in starvation mode I'm like I'm able to just crack on my day with no real issue I had enough nutrients to exercise sleep you know move you know technically like survive and reproduce but um yeah that that's why like when you eat so much 
your bites tell you to stop like your hunger uh, hormones ghrelin and, and leptin they're called and like they're both kind of like two opposites so they both one tells you to that you're eating too much you need to stop and you don't tell me like you're way too hungry you got to keep eating but like obviously if you're like on top of your starvation mode they're going to like your hormones there are going to go completely out of whack so yeah when you're a bit more when you're a bit normal like me it or not normal like me when you're not normal like me it's um or if i'm what am i saying mix my words here completely when i'm not i'm not normal like most people so obviously mine are a bit messed up but if you're normal yeah it probably doesn't affect you too much but yeah um another quote i had from this book is meanwhile women's greater uh resistance about casual sex has survived the efforts of some feminists and other thought leaders to persuade women to cast off the shackles and patriarchy and match men in the casual sex arena. This is all awkward for the nurture only theory. It suggests that rather than being a product of culture, the sex differences in attitudes to casual sex often emerges in despite of culture. Arguably, though, the most persuasive arguments against the neutral-only views of sex differences in sexual inclinations and choosiness can only be found in individuals with no gender norms, no socialization, and little in the way of culture. That rather sizable group, not so often overlooked as psychologists known as other animals. So yeah, that's another um, interesting kind of quote I had highlighted there, which basically shows like it's very unlikely that women would sleep around. It's more likely for a woman to sleep around. Like, obviously, the world's changed today, but back in the times, a woman would not go around sleeping with every single person as men would do because she wants, like, the best kind of possible gene pool and only has that one partner. So, and obviously, they're raising a family, or she's raising a family, and she's, like, committed to her family, and that's it. And that's why these days women don't really do as much as men because men's like primary role is to have casual sex with a lot more people. It's like in their DNA to go out and hunt and reproduce, keep the gene pool alive, spread their genes everywhere, keep their family chain going. While women obviously can only do it every nine months. So yeah, that's kind of like the whole, I don't want to get into the whole, um, the whole, nitty gritty of it but yeah that, that's essentially like just from our gene pool like men would go off hunting other women reproduce keep their gene pool like it kind of makes sense when you think about it from a gene pool standpoint while women can't really afford to go around having casual sex with other people because they're worried but they're young you know their young might be vulnerable and they, they wouldn't be hunting for anything so they're more like likely to stay in a settled state which again, yeah, that makes a lot more sense. Um, just just read the book. Just read the book. I'm 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 too busy just waffling on. But um, yeah, um, I don't really want to make any promises of when I'm gonna do the next podcast again because I'm so inconsistent with, like, I'm so inconsistent because I'm working in London and, um, I know it's not an excuse because, I mean, I I I don't make that many excuses writing really if i really want to do something i'll do it but um yeah i don't know i like to kind of just get the ball going with it. i like to try to do once a week to be optimistic but um i just need to find stuff to talk about um i just need to like 
have a plan he'd have a structure he'd be more organized like i'm using the zoom at the moment to record it so the audio quality is probably going to be pretty crap which is fine um i used to use squadcast but unfortunately that kind of went a bit out of my price range and yeah i will leave it there thank you for listening um if you haven't listened hopefully it wasn't too bad of a listen um obviously i'm more than happy to accept suggestions on things to talk about if you ever want to be a guest on the podcast please get in touch i won't charge you anything because i do not expect that you're taking your time to come out and talk to me and yeah that like obviously i'm not going to be I'm 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 actually very easygoing if you know me personally. And even if you don't know me personally, I'm still very easygoing and very very kind to heart. So yeah. Um I'll stop waffling on now. I know I said this about five times, but thank you for listening and I will chat soon.